0: You have landed on the one and only podcast where you'll learn about the people and places that inspire life changing travel. This is Dramatic Travels. Every student deserves a chance to expand his or her global education, regardless of socioeconomic status. I believe this to be true, and so does FLIGHT. FLIGHT is a nonprofit organization that empowers students in underserved communities through transformative travel experiences. I encourage you to learn more about flight at dramatic travels.com forward slash flight. Flight is F L Y T E, so that's dramatic travels.com forward slash flight. Aaron Schlein here, and welcome to episode number four of the Dramatic Travels Podcast. My featured guest on this episode is Mr. Eric Stowen, who writes the award-winning travel blog, travelbabo.com and I was really excited to record this episode for two reasons. First reason is, obviously, Eric is a fantastic guy, and I was really looking forward to having him on the show to share his insights about family travel. Uh, his blog, travelbobo.com is all, all about taking his kids all over the world. That's his tagline, is take your kids everywhere. So super excited to talk to Eric. The second reason I was excited for this interview was it was going to be the very first time that I got to use my brand new podcasting microphone, and I did use that microphone. It was sitting in front of me while I was talking to Eric. It was plugged into my computer, but no, the audio that you're going to hear in my interview with Eric is not from my new microphone. It's from the internal microphone on my MacBook because I didn't configure the settings properly, And boy, did my heart sink when I played that audio back for the very first time and realized my mistake. My immediate thought was, oh my goodness, I can't release this. This is so bad. I feel like such a fool. But once the dust settled and I realized that the world's not going to end, and it's actually kind of funny now when I think back on it that I was making a point to to talk into this microphone that wasn't actually recording anything. So just imagine that as you're listening to this interview and hope you can get a, at least a small chuckle out of it. The audio quality really isn't that bad. You can hear certainly hear everything that Eric and I are talking about. Eric gives a fantastic interview, so please focus on that and not my lousy audio. And just know that I'm going to be working really hard to make sure that never happens again. Anyway, enjoy my interview with Eric Stowen of TravelBabbo.com. All right, Dramatic Travels family, I am pleased to introduce to you my featured guest today, Eric Stowen. Hey, Eric, ready to have some fun with us today?
1: Absolutely. Hi, Aaron.
0: All right. Eric is the man behind the travel blog, Travel Babo. He's passionate about family travel and in inspiring people to take their kids everywhere. In 2017, Forbes named Eric the fourth most influential traveler in the world. Now, Eric, that's your official bio. Take a minute, expand on that. And tell us about your world.
1: Um, basically, I, I try to take my kids everywhere. I, um, I, I've I've always traveled with my kids. I've always traveled without my kids too. But but once my first daughter was born twelve years ago, we just we didn't stop traveling. We we kept going around the world, and um, I would always kind of post on Facebook for family and friends. Never really thought much of it, but I wanted to inspire others and. It was after I won Conde Nast Traveler's Photo of the Year contest that I, I uh, went to their offices, I think it was in 2012, in New York, and I, I met all these travel writers that I'd always been inspired by, and, and I realized, wow, that'd be really cool to have a wider audience to, to, to inspire more than just my family and friends, but... Um, Maybe maybe there's there's people that are gonna read what I have to say about taking my kids to Antarctica or Easter Island or or whatever all these crazy things that I was doing just for fun, not even a document way before Instagram. And so yeah, a little bit after that, I, I quit my job in healthcare and realized, yeah, yeah I wanted to try it. I figured, like, why not um, see if I could make a new career uh, combining photography and family and travel, and it's gone really well.
0: Well, no doubt I think the answer was yes, absolutely, that there's plenty of people that are uh, interested in what you have to say. So, Eric, we're going to get into all the great stuff you're doing, what you got going on at TravelBabble.com. But first, you weren't always the world's fourth most influential traveler. I want to know where your personal journey began. So, Eric, what is your earliest travel memory?
1: Growing up in Colorado Springs, it was probably road trips to the mountains. Um Heading up to Vail uh, for weekends, playing in the snow, uh, taking ski lessons, and then, then skiing, um, or in the summers, going up to Aspen, uh, whatever, just kind of enjoying Colorado and all of its its natural beauty and, and the, the recreation available there, which is nice. It's always kind of listed as one of the, the healthiest states. And growing up, I guess I was kind of aware of that before it was a statistic. Um, and so it was those road trips, those, those kind of just family things going down to the sand dunes even. Um first international trips were probably Fiji and France when I was seven or eight. Uh we had family in France. Uh, my dad had business in Fiji. And and so we, we'd go to some cool places and that kind of made me unique, I think, among my, my friends at Broadmoor Elementary School. Um, but I don't remember it really impacting me. I, I think when I look back on, on the reports that I would write at school, they talked more about the movies that I watched on the plane than they did about anything that I saw when I was in Fiji. Um, and so I think I just kind of, you know, it, it was kind of just a family trip and, and I was aware that I was somewhere different, but otherwise it didn't really ever hit me. Um, I, I'd love to say that, oh, I was inspired to travel my whole life because of something I saw when I was seven in the south of France, but um, it didn't. I think it's just kind of a lifetime of, of experiences that have, that have built up.
0: So Would you describe that as any sort of deficiency in the trips themselves? It doesn't sound like it, but, or was it? just something innate in yourself that you just kind of weren't ready yet.
1: I would guess that it probably, yeah, I just wasn't ready yet. Um, but that was also the days before constant bombardment of, of information about everywhere. So, at that point you don't you know growing up you don't really know what to expect you're you're, you don't have you're you're not going there because you want some selfie in front of the eiffel tower or anything else or you know so so you you lose that anticipation i think i think as a kid you just you kind of hop on a plane and you see what you see and and yeah so i don't think it was a trip deficiency except maybe they were more family and, and and work related than going to have the vacation of a lifetime um but yeah
0: but how would you how would you describe those those trips that you took as a kid, how would you describe their impact on the adult that you grew into, or the traveler that you evolved into?
1: I don't know that they had an impact because I think it wasn't probably until college when I um, was studying abroad and able to go to new places, new countries, uh, have new experiences every single three day weekend. That's when I, I fell in love with travel and, and, and seeing new cultures and tasting new foods and, and being in Florence for a full year, but being able to go to Prague for a weekend or Barcelona or Paris or whatever. I think that's what made me really love travel. I, don't, I can't point to anything before that, I don't think. Even though I did travel, I, I wouldn't tie anything in, you know, pre-college.
0: All right, well, interesting. Sometimes that inspiration comes later and sometimes it comes from within, which leads to my next question about who? Can you name one person who really inspired you to travel other than yourself?
1: I would say probably my sixth grade teachers. Um, In I other words, Mr. Heimbach, I think there's Mr. Fessler. I may be combining different grades, but really, when I think back to sixth grade, I remember doing a big country project on India. I remember having to draw a world map, like literally from scratch on this huge piece of poster board, do a world map and label every single country and island and everything else, and, and the school put them all the hallway, you can see how talented or how talented people were, um, and I remember having Renaissance art throughout the hallways of my elementary school, and I think it, it was as part of the sixth grade project where we had to basically learn it, we had to learn Botticelli and Michelangelo and all of the, these great Renaissance European artists, um, and I think combining all three of those, it made me, I, again, this was way before social media, it made me want to go to India, because I was having to do all this research in, in encyclopedias or wherever, Um, It was making me excited about the places in the world. And and it was directly the reason that I wanted to study in Florence that that, I mean, from that moment on, I was like, Oh, my gosh, Florence is amazing. I haven't seen much of it. I had simply read about it. Uh, But I loved the art and everything else. And in college freshman year, when they said, Okay, where do you want to go sophomore year? I think um, I went to Pepperdine and they had programs in London in um they had a summer program in madrid but really it was london heidelberg germany and florence italy and i immediately chose florence i just thought of course you know that's that's all the art that i've loved ever since sixth grade so i think it goes back to that just having inspiring teachers and, and it, it's it was them
0: inspiring teachers and educators huge huge part of inspiring kids to do just about anything but for t- particularly to travel and your your story is is really uh really a benchmark i think of of what uh, educators should just aspire to in terms of aspiring their students, inspiring young people in their lives to get out there, find what's passionate or what they're passionate about. In your case, it was art, which I think is, is just phenomenal. And, uh, the places, those cities you described are absolutely the places you want to visit if you're, if you're into art, Eric. So on DramaticTravels.com, we have, I'm building what's called a legends wall. So like in Eric's case, his teachers would be on that legends wall dramatic travels.com slash legend. You can submit a quick story about someone who inspired you to travel. And I want to honor them on that legends wall So they can continue to inspire others. So Eric, let's just turn, uh, turn the conversation just a little bit. Can you describe a travel fear that you have and how you, how you overcome that fear?
1: If I have any travel fear, it's all at all. It's going to be that my kids, don't have fun traveling that that we travel too much that we don't travel correctly that i make them not enjoy going on trips anymore because obviously i love it i feel like i'm gaining a lot from it i i I love what they've gotten out of it and how travel has shaped their personalities so i don't want anything to come along and make them you know when they turn 18 want to burn their passports i I, i'd love for them to kind of be in love with it and really to, to, to think back on all the places we've been and, and again get excited about new trips and, and I think to, to keep that from happening to keep them from from hating travel I, I think we probably I, I put a lot of thought into making every trip about them so uh, whether it's choosing destinations um uh, getting them involved in activities uh, scheduling lots of downtime letting them you know not doing four-hour museum tours or anything else that's not kid-friendly like realizing that that there's plenty of time after after they go away to college that my wife and I can return anywhere and do I don't know a two-day meditation retreat or eight-hour visit to the Louvre or, or whatever but but all these things that just just aren't kid friendly. Like we only have them at home for eighteen years, so so we plan trips around them, and and we enjoy being in Italy with them, even if we're not doing everything that you're supposed to do as a tourist in Italy. Um, and I think every trip, we try to. Minimize the likelihood that things are going to go wrong, or or make even in that annoying travel element of traveling not fun—the the, the getting there. Um, so so I'll do things like booking the most direct flights, um, always flying first thing in the morning. So I don't mind waking them up at three o'clock in the morning if we're going to get to the airport LAX or whatever at six a.m. and, and taking an early flight out because those are never delayed. So you're not going to have any problems. Ninety nine percent of the time catching your uh, connecting flights. Um, if we arrive somewhere, I want somebody with a sign waiting for us uh, who's going to drive us to a hotel and I'm willing to pay $20 more to do that instead of possibly having to get two taxis or not knowing what we're going to find You know, with, with three kids and, and a family of five. And, and so I always say, yeah, my, I'm afraid of my kids not liking to travel. So we, we make travel go as smoothly as possible and, and we make every trip about them.
0: Now, investing in experiences and investing in convenience. Those are the, those are really the two biggest investments you can make, in my opinion, in travel and in life. Get, you know, paying money to get those experiences and convenience getting that time back maximizing the time you have on the ground with your kids and maximizing those 18 years and making sure they don't burn those passports the second they're out of the house Eric that was gold thanks so let's move to the other extreme away from fear and talk about your most inspirational travel moment can you take us there to one moment at any time in your life where you just said yes
1: I think it, it it wasn't necessarily on a trip, it was the planning of a trip, and it was probably back in 99, I was in my healthcare job and, and I was at my desk, it was definitely after five o'clock and uh, I want to say it was February, I was looking out the Colorado Springs and it was dark and cold and I think they were expecting freezing roads and um, I didn't know what was worse, going out there and, and going home and cooking dinner or, or staying at my desk and getting more work done. And literally, and I'm not making this up. um, I had the radio on and Lenny Kravitz's fly away came on and I was all of a sudden inspired. And I was like, that's what I need to do tomorrow. I need to fly away. And I had never, ever thought like that in my life in in college. Yeah. We had some, some um, kind of impromptu trips or whatever for weekends, stuff like that. But, but after college it was still, you know, if I was going to go somewhere, if a friend was in Malaysia, I would plan it a couple months in advance. I would do all that. I was like, what if I just went somewhere warm and fun tomorrow? And I had to go flyer miles and and so it occurred to me that a friend from college had moved to Sydney, Australia um, right after we graduated and I had not been in touch with her, it was way pre-Facebook. And so I all of a sudden got on my, I think, dial up AOL and and somehow found her parents' number and called them up and got her number in Australia and and called down there out of the blue after five or six years and said, hey, you wanna visit her? And she said, great, I can take a couple weeks off um, or I can take some time off maybe in a couple weeks. I said, how about like next week or tomorrow? And she's like, sure, come on down. And so literally I I called United and and booked my trip using miles. The next day flew off. Uh, I'd never been in New Zealand or Australia before so I had them take me to to Auckland. Um, I spent a day or two in Auckland kind of exploring on my own and then I flew to Melbourne, um, saw Melbourne on my own, took an overnight train to Sydney and then hung out with my friend for a few days. And it was great and it totally changed my mentality and it made travel an everyday thing from a, you know, bucket list or a Sunday thing or anything else. And I think I, I've stayed with that since then. If a friend invites me to a birthday party and it's in Lithuania and it's tomorrow, I, I'll say, OK, uh, let me try to get there. Um, so I say that's why the most inspirational that, that it was just a total random, a whole bunch of stuff coming together, but it worked really well and it changed me.
0: Dramatic Travels family. I hope you listened to the beginning part of that story where Eric described just how he got in touch with that girl in Sydney because that's the way we had to do it back in the day. And it just really shows that fire that was inside him that he wanted to make that happen. It wasn't just, you know, posting on Instagram or sending a Facebook. I'm not but – don't get me wrong. I've got no issues with social media. I love it. But to me – The fact that you went so far out of your way to call her parents and go all the steps just to make that trip happen, that shows a fire. That's what I want to see in my kids, and that's what I want to help us build here with Dramatic Travels. Thanks for that story, Eric. So TravelBabble.com brings values to tens of thousands of readers each month. How did it all start?
1: Um, I think it started when I took my my daughter at eight to Antarctica, and people were asking me a whole bunch of questions on Facebook, and I had only posted just on my personal Facebook page. And I was like, okay, if I'm ever going to start a blog, it should be now. Um, I could I could put together a really cool thing about why we went to Antarctica and what we did and how kid-friendly was it and, and uh, show all my favorite photos and stuff like that. So I started a blog on some blogger.com site or something like that, um, did a couple blog posts after that. And then it was after I quit my job and I thought, okay, I'll turn this into a real website. and then, um, Travel Babbo. my kids have called me Babbo ever since uh, we went to Florence four or five years ago. They've never really called me dad or daddy since then. Uh, it means dad in Italian, and, and everyone that we had met over there was calling me Bobo. Um, if, if we were taking a pizza-making lesson and, and they were throwing me dough, they would just go Bobo and toss it to me. And, and so my kids kind of started calling me Babbo at that point, and, and so when I needed to domain a name, I was, I was Travel Bobo. That's just who I was, the travel dad, but the Travel Bobo. Um, and so I transferred over all of my blog posts that I had done on the other platform, and, and kind of kept going from there. Finally, after a few years of being pestered, I added on Instagram. Um, I think at the end of 2014, um, and yeah, it just kind of took off.
0: Well, I just got a podcasting lesson from Eric. Whether you realize it or not, I did not ask you how to pronounce Babo. I've been saying Babo the entire interview. So, Eric, my sincerest of apologies. You're the travel Babo from here on out. I promise. So, Eric, you're a man on a family travel mission, and with so much of the focus, in my opinion, on the is on the how to travel with kids. Much of what you see on the internet is this is how you travel with your kids. This is how you handle the logistics of traveling with your kids. I like to focus on the why. Eric, what is your why? Why travel with kids?
1: Personally, I have more fun traveling with my kids than I do solo or, or even just with my wife or with friends. Um, I, I love seeing the world through their eyes. I love customizing itineraries like I've been to, I've been to Hong Kong half a dozen times by myself or with friends It was really fun. The first time that I took kids there to think through. Okay. Well, how do I do it differently? What have I been missing? What 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 can we add on that, that's super kid-friendly? That's gonna make them love Hong Kong, too um, Then I think I, I noticed that, that their personalities were being shaped by by every trip by every amazing experience they were getting confident they were becoming Amazing eaters. So, like we haven't had picky eaters since the kids were maybe under two, just because everywhere we go, we're trying things, we're doing cooking classes, we're searching out the local specialties, um, and they're learning to make them. I love who my kids are becoming. I, I really do. And and I got the question a few months ago from a reader. They they said, Is it possible to have a worldly toddler? And I thought about it and I responded, no. I don't think it is. Uh, I, I think a kid could travel for the first five years of his or her life and then never travel again. And they're not going to be much different than any other kid that maybe they're, they're in Dallas with or whatever who hasn't traveled. But I think that everything can, as long as you kind of keep it going, can, can become part of your kid's personality and, and make them really empathetic and, and understanding the world. And I think it'd be, obviously, it's cliche, but a cooler world if everyone traveled, if, if every kid had the experience to meet people from around the world and discover that everyone's kind of the same and you don't really need to shut other people out or, or think that you're better than them or anything else. Like you like people are people everywhere.
0: Empathy and patience. Those, those are two of the biggest traits that I've acquired through my experiences in traveling. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like you've got a very similar, very similar approach and love who your kids are becoming. That's going to be the name of this episode, by the way, I just decided. That's a great line. Love who your kids are becoming. And if you don't love who your kids are becoming, make some changes. Eric, what have you got in store for travelbabo.com in 2018? What are you excited about?
1: I'm excited for, for more travels. I'm not planning on changing anything as far as my website or social media go, just because I, I like how I'm documenting stuff and then relating to people who are following me. I'm really excited about going to the Galapagos in Ecuador um, later, uh, uh, this month. Uh, we've never been to the Galapagos. I've never been to Ecuador at all. And so that should be fun. My kids love animals. Uh, it's kind of one of those unique places. I get a lot of questions about and I've never had any experience there. Um, Greenland and we just uh, booked Greenland in, in July. I am all I think places get popular too quickly and, and, kind of, not that they lose their uniqueness, I think it's still worth people going to Croatia or Iceland or, or Prague or, or wherever everybody else is going. Um, there's a reason that, that they're cool places, but I really try to, not necessarily discover the next new thing, but but find the less traveled places, and, and I feel like Greenland is still not on most tourist maps, and honestly, I don't know what there is to do there, but my son and I are going to head to Greenland for about five days, and, and hit the southern section, and, and it looks kid-friendly, kayaking and hiking and, and uh, stuff. I'm not sure what the cuisine is going to be exactly, probably a lot of fish. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, might try after that to go to Kazakhstan or, or, or somewhere kind of in, in the, the Central Asian area that I've never been to before. Um, there are a bunch of places that are kind of been on my list. Um, uh, could be fun to add on something like that because, again, it's, it's not something that, that people think of for a kid itinerary. I would love to search out. Uh, I've never been to the Thai islands. So I think I'm going to take one of my kids to the Thai islands in July um, and find a cool resort there. Beyond that, what are we planning this year? Um, Might get back to Lithuania. My kids have never been to Lithuania and I still like it up there. And again, it's not super touristed yet. Maybe Turkey, um, maybe not Istanbul right now with the kids, but there are some other places in Turkey that I love to explore that I feel like are really safe and, and easy, and, and, and people are probably scared off. So I want to show people that it, it's safe to go there.
0: My friends, it is okay to not know what there is to do someplace because there's something to do everywhere. Just go, take your kids, have a great time, figure out what's out there, and you'll be a better you'll be better off for it. Uh, so, Eric, we're going to step aside for just a minute. I want to uh, introduce our audience to our nonprofit sponsor, and we're going to be right back with Eric Stolen at travelbabbo.com. Every student deserves a chance to expand his or her global education, regardless of socioeconomic status. I believe this to be true, and so does Flight. Flight is a nonprofit organization that empowers students in underserved communities through transformative travel experiences. Flight was founded in 2015 by travel author and blogger Matthew Kepnes, better known as Nomadic Matt. Flight works with students in underserved communities to promote the benefits of travel, education, and cultural awareness through the creation, funding, and management of overseas trips. Since 2015, Flight has sent three groups of students to Mexico, Cuba, and Ecuador, and they're in the process of selecting their next school partner for a trip this coming summer. Flight was built with the support of donors who believe that travel can positively change the trajectory of one's life and create more well-informed global citizens. I encourage you to visit DramaticTravels.com forward slash flight. There you can find links to join the flight community and donate to this fantastic organization. Now flight is spelled F-L-Y-T-E. So that address again is DramaticTravels.com forward slash F-L-Y-T-E. That's DramaticTravels.com forward slash flight. Part of my mission here at Dramatic Travels is to work my butt off so that you, my Dramatic Travels family, have the opportunity to make your family travel dreams come true. One of my first actions, besides launching this podcast was to put together a free live webinar where I share seven critical actions that you must take if you want to achieve your family's travel goals. Please take a moment and head over to DramaticTravels.com forward slash webinar and lock in your spot so we can chat live on an upcoming webinar. If you have big travel plans for yourself and for your family, but you don't know quite how to pull them off, then you're not going to want to miss this free live webinar. As a bonus for joining me live, I'm going to give you a glimpse at some of my plans to leverage our influence here in the rapidly growing Dramatic Travels family. In plain English, the strength of our numbers are going to help you get some of the sweetest travel deals around. That's all I'm going to say. For now, we'll cover all the details on the live webinar. That address again to reserve your spot for an upcoming webinar is dramatictravels.com forward slash webinar. That's DramaticTravels.com forward slash webinar. All right, Dramatic Travels family, we are back with Eric Stowen, And folks, it's time to pay attention because Eric is about to teach some lessons. So, Eric, how do you best capture travel memories? And do you have any tips for using this method effectively?
1: Um, at this point, I'm addicted to still photography. I still don't do much on video. Um, I really don't journal. I don't keep souvenirs. I don't buy souvenirs. I think everything is photography. And, and when I'm photographing on, on our trips, I try not to change the trips. I try not to stop and make the kids pose. I might, if there's an amazing like Instagrammable moment, I might say, ask them to like hang out at some overlook for an extra 30 seconds while I'm framing it perfectly. But otherwise, most of my photos show me walking behind my kids because that's what i'm doing they're kind of going somewhere and i'm photographing as we go and and not trying to make them stop not trying to change our trips or negatively impact anything and and i love it because i mean that that's then i can look at those trips and that's what i remember i remember following them or running after them in florence or or walking around at sunrise in prague or or whatever so i think i think for me it's all pure um still photography and I, i love it i love it for its ability to just capture moments
0: Still photography, and it has never ever been easier to be to take fantastic photos as it is in 2018. So, Eric, what is a specific lesson or skill you've learned from your travels that helps you navigate everyday life?
1: Honestly, I'm still working on this, but I think it, it, it's be nice to people because um, my kids will tell you I'm not very good at that when it comes to getting stressed about the travel component of travel um uh, getting annoyed with tsa agents when they ask me or my kids to do something silly that's different than any other tsa agent or security check in the world like all of a sudden having to bring out all of your cables or or having the kids remove their shoes which usually they don't have to do or whatever i will get annoyed and, and my wife and kids get on me about that and so i am really 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 trying to get better at that and realizing People are just doing their jobs, whether it's a check-in person, security, whatever. And yeah, take that forward to life and and, and not get annoyed with the the bad driver in front of you or or anything like that. So I I think that's it. Be nice to people. And and I'm still working on that, too.
0: How would you rate yourself on the niceness scale? Eric Stone in 2018. How nice are you, Eric?
1: I would say seven. My kids would say two.
0: Ooh, let me uh you need to recalibrate those numbers we'll check back with you in a little bit and see if we can get that up to maybe an eight and a three i'd love it so eric can you introduce the dramatic travels family to a travel book and tell us why it's so special
1: lots of great travel books out there um whether you're talking fiction nonfiction, whatever uh Right now, I'm about three quarters of the way through Andrew McCarthy's longest way home, which I'm really enjoying. Um, I, I feel like I can relate to him just because he was a movie star in the 80s. And, and so I, I have seen his movies, Pretty in Pink, whatever. Are we talking um,
0: mannequin Andrew McCarthy?
1: Exactly. Wow.
0: I, I name that, that was Amazing
1: the- travel writer. He has transitioned into an amazing travel writer. He, does, he I think he still directs, but he doesn't care about acting. He doesn't care about being known for who he was in the 80s. Um, he's just a great writer and, and I'm loving this book because it talks about all of his travels and him trying to get ready to get married to his second wife and and coming to terms with that, but wanting to travel and be solo and and discover things. And it's, it's so well written. I'm just really enjoying it.
0: One more time. What was the name of Andrew McCarthy's book?
1: Uh, the longest way home, one man's quest for the courage to settle down technically, but it's the longest way home by Andrew McCarthy.
0: Longest Way Home by Andrew McCarthy. And Dramatic Travels family, don't worry about writing that down right now because we're going to have all this linked up on the show notes page on DramaticTravels.com. Eric, can you also introduce us to a a gadget or a tool or a resource that you use that makes every trip better?
1: It's actually an assortment of things. A few years ago, we started developing just a, a packing cube uh and and putting in there anything that we regretted not taking on a trip so that the next trip we would be that much better prepared and so at this point we have one packing cube that we throw into the suitcase everywhere we go and it's if i'm traveling with one kid we do it if we're traveling as a family to europe for a month it's the exact same thing and it has a frisbee in there it has a linen towel which we use as a towel if the kids are running through fountains or as a picnic blanket It, it has blue painter's tape which we use for taping up lids of sunscreen or labeling things. It has a Sharpie, um, a corkscrew, a, a lots of Starbucks uh, instant coffee for those times when we are not able to get a, a quick cappuccino or, or coffee in a hotel lobby in the morning. Um, things like that. And, and it makes it really easy. Uh, kids medicines, a thermometer, um, stuff that we just, we don't want to have to search out on the road and, and, at this point, it meets ninety nine percent of our needs. If we're traveling and, and and we're like, "Ooh, do we have that?" It's like we have that. So, so I, I think that's that's by the best suggestion I have is to really think through it, and because then, then we don't have it, it makes packing for every trip so much easier. We just no matter where we're going, we toss that in.
0: Dramatic travels, family. What's in your packing cube? Everything that Eric just listed off. I'm gonna again print that up on the show notes page. No need to write that down now, but 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 definitely take Eric's advice. All those things he mentioned and maybe some different things for you and your situation. Just have those ready. Have them at the ready every time so you don't have to think about it trip after trip. Just have those essentials. What's in your packing cube? I'd love to hear uh, feedback from the audience. Please share on DramaticTravels.com what's in your packing cube. What What can you not live without on a trip? So Eric, just real quick, share a piece of advice with parents out there who are hoping to inspire their children to travel.
1: Probably what I said before, make trips all about the kids. Don't make it about you, don't make it about what you want to Instagram, don't make it about the, the castle or something that you've always wanted to see that, that's a five hour drive away from your hotel and there's gonna be a miserable day for your kids in the car to go somewhere that they don't wanna be going anyways. Save that for some other trip in the future and, and go to the park instead and let them run. Um, we love picnics. Uh, if we go to Paris, um, other places in Europe especially, we don't want a three-hour dinner. We don't want the kids getting frustrated when we're waiting 45 minutes just to, to find the waiter again to ask for a check. Um, it's so much easier to buy street food and, or go to bakeries and, and you know stores for for fruit and, and berries and, and chocolate mousse in little containers or whatever. And just we take them to a park and we let the kids run and play, and, and it's so much more fun for them, and it, it's so much less stressful for us. So I, I think that's it. Make make the trips all about the kids no matter where you are in the world.
0: I'm with you on the parks. Uh, Dramatic Travels family, there is a park in virtually every city in the world. Find it, take your kids there. They'll love it. Absolute gold there, Eric. So Eric, before we say goodbye, where can the Dramatic Travels family learn more about you and get in touch?
1: I am at my email. If anybody wants to email me directly, is eric at travelbobo.com. Otherwise, I'm at travelbabo.com on the web. And that is my username everywhere on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm just at Travel T-R-A-V-E-L-B-A-B-B-O.
0: Dramatic Travels family, if you want to learn anything or about uh, anything Eric talked about us with today, please visit the show notes page, DramaticTravels.com. There's a search bar right at the top. Just type in Eric or Travel Bobo and you're going to go right to his show notes page. All the stories, the advice, the recommendations, everything's there. DramaticTravels.com. Eric, thanks so much, man. It's been a pleasure and an education. And we'll talk to you later.
1: Thank you much, Aaron. Pleasure's all mine.
0: Thank you, my friends, for joining me on this episode of the Dramatic Travels podcast. It's time to head over to DramaticTravels.com. And I'd love for you to subscribe to the mailing list. Got a free gift waiting for you when you do. Aaron Schlein signing off for today. And remember, my friends, your emotional memories are your most powerful memories. So put some emotion in your motion.